You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to Now Hear This. I'm your host, Chris Spangle. Now Hear This is a conversation with leaders in Indianapolis that are working to improve the lives of Hoosiers. Our goal is to empower you to join in their work and make a difference while informing you about the unseen aspects of life in Indiana. If you miss an episode, you can listen via podcast at nowhearthisindy.com. On the line is one of my good friends here to discuss a very uh, tough topic, and that is Lael Hill, president of the Indiana Coalition for Crime Victims' Rights. Lael, thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, well, I appreciate everything that you do for uh, victims of sexual and physical violence. And unfortunately, with the pandemic going on, uh, and our conversations with some folks, it sounds like the problem is increasing, even if we don't necessarily see it in numbers. It is, yes. It's it's incredibly concerning for myself and all my colleagues in the community. Um, I, you know, with the stay-at-home orders and the quarantine, um, when you pair that with the stress of unemployment and uncertainty and health problems, and you already maybe had violence in the family home to begin with, it's going to escalate things because research basically shows that um, violence can be escalated by stress related to unemployment issues. So um, that being said with child abuse as well. Um, So the numbers are, are increasing in the domestic violence community, but also for children as well. So we're, we're pretty concerned. Yeah, and and one of the sad ways that it popped up is Officer Brianne Leith was killed while responding. And this is something that I don't think people understand is that if police respond to a domestic violence call, it's incredibly dangerous for everyone. So we we are sad for Brianne Leith's family and all of IMPD. Um, But can you speak to that? I mean, that was just such a tragic event. Yeah, you know, my, my heart goes out to Officer Brian Lee's family and the entire community and to her comrades and um, not only with just IMPD, but the Marion County Sheriff's Department and the dispatchers and uh, all of her colleagues that have worked close with her in the community. Um, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just so sad. She was, she was so young and I, I think law enforcement officers are heroes. I work closely with them. I've had to personally ask them to go pick victims of domestic violence up um, to bring them to local shelters in our community, and they run towards violence. When we as citizens are in fear of violence or we're scared, um, our initial reaction is to flee. But law enforcement officers actually have to uh, walk towards the violence, and she did, and she did as such a hero, and she made the ultimate sacrifice. And we're so sorry for her loss, and um, just thank you for thankful for her courageous service. Um, you know, and that being said, ICCBR, our, our organization is be- working on becoming what's called a vicarious trauma informed organization in that we are going to specialize in making sure that we also provide services to law enforcement officers, victim advocates, forensic nurses, um, attorneys who might be impacted by the crime from working on the job. And so we want to make ourselves available for any first responder, law enforcement officer, or victim advocate that may have felt personally impacted by the, the loss of Officer Brian Leith. And we have services available for them as well, um, one-on-one emotional support, and we can connect them with resources and find them a, tra- a vicarious trauma-informed therapist as well. 
Tell me uh, about the broad range of services that the Indiana Coalition for Crime Victims Rights uh, provides. What Tell us what you do. Sure, yeah. So I, I started out uh, working as a victim advocate in traffic crimes, and then I switched to um, be a rape crisis worker. Um, but what I've seen as a victim advocate the last six years around the state of Indiana is that one, I felt like traffic crime victims were underserved. So we're talking about your drunk and drugged driving victims that lose their life in a very violent crash um, in a violent matter that could have been avoided should these people have just um, used Uber or designated a non-drinking driver. <clears throat> so one, I wanted to make sure that those victims were served too. So I started ICCVR. Um, two, I also were seeing that there are victims of violent crimes uh, throughout all 92 counties, and there's some in rural areas of Indiana that um, they don't have um, a Julian Center or they don't have, you know, um, families first or legacy house. And so I wanted to make sure that victims of violent crime, regardless of what the crime is, were properly served, um, even in the underserved communities in the rural areas of Indiana that didn't have a lot of resources. And when I say served, I really mean um, meeting with them and uh, discussing with them the criminal court process, what investigations look like, what they can expect moving forward um, after the crime through the criminal court process, um, and then most importantly, what their victims' rights are. So they have the right to uh, confer with the prosecutor. They have a right to be notified of court hearings. They have a right to be present at any hearings. And so I really wanted them to take control back because so many, so often victims aren't in control when the crime happened to them. And so my idea is that I want to do everything I can to give them control back in their lives. And they do that by taking control of um, what they can do in the criminal justice system by participating. Yeah, I'm constantly referring people to you because you do <clears throat> you provide such a, a necessary service for people because the 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 Byzantine nature of our system requires and necessitates a lawyer oftentimes, and that can be very expensive. And a lot of the people that, uh, you know, I've referred you to don't have any money and they can't afford a mm -hmm. lawyer or they're not sure if they should get a lawyer and, and they're not sure if they should have some of that expense. And so sometimes it's helpful to have somebody like Lael at the uh, Indiana Coalition for Crime Victims Rights to to act as a shepherd through the process or just to give just to have a conversation with somebody to give some advice so i think what you do is very necessary because of just the way that the system is set up yeah thank you so much and i appreciate that and definitely i appreciate your referrals you know we want to make sure that um all victims of violent crime are served if they need services and so we definitely encourage referrals um because we don't believe that any victim of crime should have to navigate this process alone. It's very, um, I'm sure as you know, it's very daunting, exhausting. They have a lot of trauma, so they don't have um, good concentration. They are probably have a lot of fatigue and body aches, and especially if they're victims of, um, you know, or if they have an injury related to the crime. So yeah, we, we, uh, we really appreciate your referrals. Um, we want to reach and serve all victims. Um, that being said, as far as the lawyer, I'm glad that I'm so glad that you mentioned that because that's another reason why I started ICCVR is because, you know, we, we don't believe that any victim of crime should have to pay for an attorney, um, 
to advocate for them in criminal court. Um, and it, I mean, it's just, they've already had so much economic hardship from the crime. Um, they didn't choose to be victims, so they shouldn't have to have an attorney. That being said, you know, I just want to clarify too, and, and I've spent the last six years explaining this to the public is that, uh, victims of crime are considered a witness in the case. They're not considered a party to the case. So in criminal court, is a two-party system and uh, the state is represented by the prosecutor and then you have the accused that's represented by the defense attorney and so those are the two parties that can essentially litigate in criminal court victims however are considered witnesses and so while they can't um you know have any control on charging decisions or plea agreements or witnesses uh they can they do have standing to assert their victims rights and so if one of their victims rights is violated or it's in question for example if a victim is told that they cannot attend the trial of the offender that um caused this crime to them or that perpetrated this crime against them then we would have an attorney represent them and file some sort of a motion in criminal court and our our attorney, hopefully, um, and that's in the making, will argue next to the prosecutor and defense attorney is why um, our client should be allowed to attend their trial because it's their rights. And so this is really important because um, victims' rights, uh, you know, they, they established victims' rights in Indiana, but they never set up a way to, uh, to assert them. And so essentially, victims are given rights, but not an attorney to assert them. So we're working hard to find attorneys that will work with victims um, and us pro bono or as volunteers um, so that we can make sure the service delivered. As an advocate myself, what I've been doing the last five years as a non-lawyer is really just being a liaison between the victim and the, the prosecutor's office or law enforcement officer um, and, and really just kind of stepping in and just saying what's going on and, you know, how can I help and, you know, kind of explaining the side of the victim and trying to really do conflict resolution so that victims' rights can be enforced. How do people get in contact with you? Do you have a website? Where can people, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, so I'm so glad that you asked. Actually, our website's getting ready to pop up within a couple of weeks, um, working with uh, Dojo Creative out of South Bend. They're going to do a really good job. We have a ton of content, so it's coming up. So hopefully when that's done, I can shoot it over to you and you can update um this pod, this podcast or your uh, Facebook page with our information. Right now, we're only on Facebook, so people can find us on Facebook. You just type in Indiana Coalition for Crime Victims Rights or ICCVR in the search bar, and our Facebook page will come up, and you can message us directly through there. But it might be a few weeks before our website comes up as we're brand new. And people can always get a hold of us through the contact section, and I'll put you in touch personally with Lael Hill. Uh, so, uh, Yes, please last, do. Last uh, couple questions here. Uh, the, the pandemic, obviously, and the stay-at-home orders make a bad situation worse for a lot of people because they're basically trapped in with their abuser and the people that, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, as we've heard from Children's Bureau, for instance, the mandatory reporters that would would call for help, for law enforcement or DCS, they're not seeing the victims of child abuse. With domestic violence, they're not leaving home. They're, the, the pressure is up. We've seen a statistic that your average week would see 11 
murder suicides where a husband will or, or wife will kill the other person and then kill themselves that that has hit 17 to 20 per week over the last three to four weeks. So we know in those death statistics that this is an, uh, an ever-growing problem. So if someone is in that situation and listening, or if they have a family member that they're concerned about, what what should people do? How can, I, I would imagine, not to project, but I would think that if they were in that situation, they would feel fairly hopeless and that they have nowhere mm-hmm. to go. Speak to that person and explain to them what their options are. Sure, yeah, that, that's definitely a good point. Um, you know, we're just so sorry for anyone that's struggling right now and, and having to stay home with their abuser, um, especially for children, because they, they really don't have anyone that's a voice for them, and usually teachers, nurses, social workers are. And so Um, family violence is a big concern, like I said earlier right now. And we want to make sure that everybody knows that there's still help and there's definitely still hope. Uh, The advocates in our city of Indianapolis, and I'm sure advocates around um, our state and country are still working. They might be working remotely, but they're still taking calls. And so no matter what, um, we can get services, we can get some tips and uh, safety planning to a victim and survivor, and we can get them in a shelter if needed. Um, We just want to do whatever we can do to save their lives. Now, I do have some tip lines, um, so I definitely want to share those if if I'm able to. Absolutely. Um, Just pulling it up right here. Is there a way to, to, you know, covertly have these conversations because I would imagine, you know, monitoring of phones is something that a victim would be concerned about. Definitely. You know, one, one thing, and I think I've seen France doing this is that, you know, domestic violence uh, advocates are working with pharmacies to have a victim or to have be able to have victims create some, a code word and to train pharmacist staff uh, on that code word and so that they can step in and help and maybe get that person to a safe place to have that phone conversation. Um, Also, I think, you know, advocates can be creative and work with victims and survivors on getting a plan together that keeps them really safe, but then allows them to get out of the house, maybe for an essential, you know, trip to the doctor's office or going to buy a loaf of bread. Um, and then we can have that conversation with them um, as planned. I do want to say, you know, the Indiana Coalition Against Domestic Violence um, has a lot of tips for victim advocates. And we also have a national domestic violence hotline that we can share that victims can certainly call. And that number is 1-800-787-3224. Um, and so and this is interesting because, you know, we've not I mean, at least in my time that I've been practicing, we've not seen a quarantine like this or stay-at-home orders. So there's not really much, many best practices out there yet. Um, so hopefully out of this, we can create some best practices. And that way, if this happens again in the future, we'll really be prepared to help victims um, of domestic violence. So I'll be interested to see what kind of best practices come out of this. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Lael Hill, president of the Indiana Coalition for Crime Victims' Rights. We'll put some of those numbers in the show notes so people can check that out if they want to uh, get help or help a family member or friend. Uh, please mm-hmm. don't don't hesitate to get help if you're in that situation or reach out to somebody that you are concerned about. Lael Hill, thank you so much for joining me. 
Sure. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to Now Hear This. I'm your host, Chris Spangle. If you missed any portion of our program, you can listen on our website, nowhearthisindy.com. If you'd like to have your organization featured on the show, please contact Gabby at 317-475-7407 or via the contact page on our website. Thanks for listening, and we will be back soon with Now Hear This. Do you like to listen to podcasts about insider political information? deep dives into the libertarian philosophy, and futile arguments over the non-aggression principle? Then Gingerarchy is not for you. I'm Trisha Stewart-Mann, and on Gingerarchy, I have fun conversations and interviews with my liberty friends that are at the top of their fields and putting principle into practice through libertarian philosophy. This is not a stuffy philosophy podcast where people simply talk about principles. You're going to hear people living them out and will hopefully be inspired to do the same. Subscribe now in your podcast app or find it on gingerartypodcast.com.